Good morning. Um, wanted to share from today's DT. Uh, one of the things that I noticed um, was that God's command sends um, Philip to a road that goes away from Jer- Jerusalem to a desert place. Uh, Jerusalem seems like it's the happening place. There's a lot more people, a lot more potential in some sense to share the gospel. And yet the angel doesn't say stay there, uh, but sends him out to a desert place to find one man who seems to be an unlikely candidate, an Ethiopian eunuch. So I thought about how God's ways are so different. Um, And we see that throughout the gospel, as Jesus is always seeking that one person who is spiritually open, Philip could have thought to himself, why would the angel want me to go away from Jerusalem to to a desert place? Uh, Philip earlier in the chapter was in Samaria where he preached and crowds paid attention to the gospel. And it says in Acts 8.8, there was much joy in that city. So it could have been easy for Philip to hold on to his own notions of where he thought God would work and not go out in obedience um, to a desert place. But if he had done that, he would have missed out on this Ethiopian eunuch who was spiritually hungry. I thought about how I might be missing out on God's leading to go to uh, desert um, places to find someone who might be spiritually seeking. Philip, after his experience of Samaria, could have been so caught up with what he was, uh, with what was going on there, and could have easily missed what God was doing in the heart of this one Ethiopian eunuch. And maybe for me, it's not even all the work that is going on, but it's just the clutter of my mind and heart of everyday life that I don't have the time to notice and respond to people in these desert-like places. It could mean your coworker, family members, your spouse, maybe your kids, or that impact kid that you're tutoring. <clears throat> so overall, Philip's willingness just stands out, and I think of all the reasons why he could have said no to God. I mean, he's busy ministering to many people already, and he can't handle anymore where he has tasks that he needs to take care of, any number of reasons. But uh, despite that, he just goes. And I think relating it to us, I mean, it's possible for us to have a whole range of reasons, sometimes selfish, and other times really good reasons. But when God calls us to go, uh, let's be the people like Philip who will run to someone's need. <clears throat> and then uh, verse 31, uh, the eunuch invites Philip to come up and sit with him uh, to talk. And here I just wanted to read a little bit in between the lines and think about uh, what might have made it easy for the Ethiopian to want to ask Philip his questions. And I think about some soft skills and EQ uh, that we all need so that we are the kinds of people that others would want to ask us questions about God. For example, something like our body language. I mean, it's possible that we communicate to someone that we're in a hurry or that we don't want to be bothered or flustered. We're, We're feeling flustered so that we don't have time for questions and so no one asks us. Or it could be with our face. We can have a default frown or a face of death. That will turn someone away too. Our tone can be harsh and strong versus open and inviting. Or not being a good listener, not asking questions about where someone is at, or answering questions like we're a know-it-all, but not having understanding and not being gracious to others. And so whatever it might be in in these areas, we've probably already gotten feedback on that before. And so I think um, it's just... Another important reminder, we've got to work on those things. Then we can be uh, the most inviting uh, for people to ask us questions, questions about God as they're seeking. Um, I was thinking about uh, verse 31 too, and then it says, I was, um, how can um, 
and the eunuch says, how can I unless someone uh, guides me? And um, this is a condition and, of, uh, condition and state of people who don't know God. The world is in the state that unless someone guides them, they will not understand. And so that's the responsibility that every Christian has to be that someone that guides another to understand. So what does it take to help someone to understand? I think it first begins with me understanding. I need to learn to understand understand the gospel for myself. Uh, that means growing in knowledge of the word of God, um, and that entails a struggling, grappling, obeying God's word, and that's how understanding happens. Then, of course, also the aspect of learning to actually communicate it clearly, which also takes work. So am I doing this kind of work to prepare myself so that I can help others to understand the gospel? There is a world that needs to come to understand the gospel. In verse 35, finally, the main thing that Philip knows is the word of God. It says, beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And so Philip knew more than just that one specific passage from Isaiah or the entire book of Isaiah. He knew enough to go from that passage all the way to talking about Jesus. Wherever you start in the Bible, it will eventually point us to Jesus. So it's important, to, it's important that we grow in this ability to understand and to explain the Word of God to people and to be able to point them to see who Jesus is. I know that people listening here are at different places. Some of you grew up going to church at a young age. Others became Christian in your post-grad years and you may be feeling really behind your peers in terms of understanding and comprehension of the gospel. But with all the resources that we have, that we have access to, year after year we should be growing so that we can handle better the Word of God, because people will have questions. Second Timothy 2.15, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the Word of truth.